Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Welcome back to another episode. Just me again today. Another quick monologue for you. And hopefully the Facebook ads episode was useful. Um, For those of you who uh, found it pretty boring, I apologize. Um, But now I've answered that question forever. So never have to do it again. Um, Today I want to change tack completely, actually, and talk about uh, productivity, personal productivity, self-management. It's something that we talk about a ton uh, it's something that Yusuf's made an even even a series on uh, on our podcasts, both podcasts and our YouTube channel. So if you want to go and check that out, it's pretty hard to fault that, to be honest. Um, and a lot of what I'm going to say here, there's certainly some crossover. We tend to have some pretty similar opinions on this, but I want to give you a like a look into um, how I uh, manage and plan a day, uh, just in the life of a of someone who who just does online coaching for a living. Um, I guess the main difference between uh, me and Yusuf is he's doing all this with the context of also dealing with uh, multiple rental properties and uh, a, a part-time role as a doctor as well um, in the middle of a pandemic. So he's got quite a bit on, more than me, um, which you might think means that I just have this easy life. Um, and I wish that I wish that was the case. No, I'm only kidding. It's, it's pretty good uh, running propane fitness these days. Um, but that that comes with its own problems, and uh, a lot of the people I speak to, uh, especially our clients in kind of our highest level programs, they have this tr- this problem, which is like I have all this time now, and actually the the better my business gets, and this is kind of the the weird thing about running an online information based business in any industry really, um, the better it gets, the more systematized it gets, the bigger your team gets the more flexibility you have, right? So once upon a time, if I go back to the the starting point of propane fitness, I had uh, my, you know, the first day of the, of the week, every, every week was, this is back, back in like 2016 when I just moved into things full time. Most, so much of my time was spent just fending off kind of endless check-ins and emails and writing new programs. And we didn't really have any systems um, and all our marketing was manual all of our, it was, you know, creating posts for social media and making the next YouTube video, the next tip of the day, YouTube video, recording another podcast. And my day would just, before I knew it, like it would get to 7, 8 PM. Um, I wouldn't have trained. I'd have barely eaten. And, uh, I was already kind of out of time for the day. Um, and I, I didn't really need to think about like the self-management side of it that much because it was a case of wake up, open my laptop, and just like throw myself at all the tasks endlessly until they all got done. Um, these days, because you know, the more you invest financially, time-wise, energy-wise into a business like this, the more automated things become, the more systematized things become, the more people you have in the team that help, 
And that means that as the kind of the, the CEO or the directors of the business, um, you have, there's less things dragging you in different directions. There's less things you have to do at certain times. And a lot of your time is spent basically thinking, you know, what should I be doing? What could I be doing? What should I be doing? How do I make use of today to the best of my ability? And there's another, the reason why I'm covering that, because I realize you might be thinking, well, Johnny, this is no use kind of, I'm just starting things out. I don't, I don't care about what you do on a daily basis. Um, but I think the other time, the other part of a business where this is also the same is right at the beginning. So if you're planning stuff out, if you're thinking about how you're going to make the most time of, of, of this in your business, um, maybe you've just made the best decision of your life and just enrolled in the propane business program. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that does involve a lot more of what I'm about to talk about because it's a, you are maybe in the position where you only have a handful of clients or maybe no clients. And a lot of the, how do I spend my time today comes down to you and what you pick. And that's what I really wanted to discuss this for. So either hopefully you get something out of what I'm just going to go through, um, no matter what stage you're in even if it's just to sort of start employing some of the, the, the processes that I cover. So the way I think about uh, productivity, uh, personal productivity is um, really, you know, we, you've probably heard the phrase, like you only have uh, the amount of time that you have in the day. And if you look at your calendar or your schedule, kind of whatever, um, wherever you plan your time out, you probably have this hard landscape as David Allen refers to it as, um, so there's things that are immovable, things that have to happen at certain times. Uh, maybe you have calls on, maybe you have another job. Um, you have things that you have, things you have to do at certain times in certain locations that you probably can't move, right? So for me, those look like uh, calls, appointments, um, meetings with the rest of the team, uh, calls with clients, Q&A calls, things that are happening at certain times, right? And I, I'm not going to move those around. I can't maximize my productivity in those windows because I'm doing something at that time, right? So the rest of the day I have to decide like, what am I going to do, right? I have this amount of time um, that I'm, that I'm going to allocate and I have to think, well, what am I going to do with that time? And really productivity is, is two things really. There's, there's the amount that you do. So there's a number of things that you produce, the number, your, the um, level of output in a certain unit of time. So in the available time, you, the remaining time you have, but also how effective you can be within those hours as well. So someone could say they're productive because they sit and clear their inbox every day, but they never really get anything meaningful done. So the way I look at productivity is, am I on a daily and a weekly basis completing the big needle moving projects in the business so am i keeping a handle on the stuff that has to happen but am i also covering and moving the projects forward like building automations and sequences and new products new modules improving the customer experience driving the marketing forward improving our ads and our systems am i spending a lot of my time producing a lot of that output right so that's balancing effectiveness doing the right things with being productive doing lots of things in a unit of time okay so the first thing i look at on a day or on a week is what is the hard landscape? So what do I have coming up this week or today scheduled in um, that I cannot move or that I can't be doing anything else in? Okay. So those are typically calls, um, uh, things that I, you know, I'm not going to be doing anything else at that time. Okay. And you probably have the same thing. Now, Yusuf and I do differ in this case because he uses his calendar as a to-do list, which I personally think is um, psychopath behavior. Um, 
but that's what he does and it works for him. And I think that's, that's another important part of all of this is you have to find what works for you. But the only things that go on my calendar, so when I open my iCal, the only things that are on there are things that are absolutely happening. Okay. Things that are, um, they're not going to get rearranged more than likely. They're not going to get jumped around. I'm not going to have to drag things around in the day. Um, if it says at 10 PM, I have a, a an appointment. That's what I'll be doing at 10, at, 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 at 10 AM. Sorry. Um, that's what I'll be doing at 10 AM. If I'm training at a certain time, that's when I'm training. If I'm, you know, th- those are the things that go in there. That's a hard landscape. And I, I would really recommend using your calendar like that because then the white space in between that's stuff for you to optimize within. Okay. We have these deadlines and we have this structure to work in rather than if everything on your calendar is, um, might be there or it might not happen. So this is kind of my, something I've learned about due dates. Um, so when something falls due, um, or, uh, appointments that aren't real, right? So things that you fabricate, um, like for example, people who time block their calendar out, which I used to do, you know, they'll say between nine and 10, I'm going to look at my email and between 10 and 11, I'm going to write this Facebook post or whatever. If you fall behind that, or you don't actually do that, then you are training yourself to ignore appointments. You're training yourself to ignore due dates and it's all just arbitrary and random. Okay. So the only things that ever go on my calendar are things that are actually definitely happening. If you looked at my calendar and you saw today at 2 PM, I'm on a Q and a call with clients. That's where I'll be. Okay. And anything that isn't that, anything that might happen doesn't go on there. So that's the first thing I would highly recommend using your calendar like that, because it means on a day I can look at my calendar and I see what I've got to work with. And it's different every day. Okay. That every day I have, uh, I've might be really busy, might have nothing on. And that's how I kind of start the planning process on a given day. I will look at it as a, at a, a week out, but generally things get dropped in my calendar and scheduled in um, even overnight sometimes. So I'll look at it in the morning and I'll look at how much time have I got available. It's the first kind of first question. Um, and that then brings into the kind of how do I manage all of the the possibles? And I think this is the the first problem that people have, which is um, there's a lot that you can do, a lot that, the, that you could do. How do you make the decision of what should I do, right? You could do anything, but what should you be doing? What is the, the highest priority thing? And I think step one in that decision is making sure that you have a, a list of everything, okay? So this is something that Issa's very big on in I think the first episode in his productivity series, which is having a capture habit. So the idea is this concept is is uh, based on the idea again from David Allen, um, who is the author of Getting Things Done. By the way, I'd highly recommend you read that if you haven't. Um, which basically is that the the mind is for having ideas, not for holding them. So if you are uh, walking around and think, oh, I should this, or oh, I, it wouldn't be cool if I could this, or maybe I should do this to the website, or maybe I should write this email. As soon as you think it, put it down, write it down somewhere. I use a tool called OmniFocus, which is a desktop app. Um, and an iOS app. And I think they have stuff for Android as well and a web app as well. Um, But basically it it has a virtual, a digital in tray. Okay. So everything that I write down uh, as I go throughout my day, um, I have a keyboard shortcut, I write it in, I press enter, I forget about it. Okay. And I'm throwing everything into that. I don't limit what I, what I put in there. I can forward emails to it. I can put pictures in there, audio messages. The idea is it is a, um, basically a digital version of my mental RAM. Okay. It's stuff that, um, I'll probably forget. It's stuff that I maybe don't have to do right now. It's stuff that I want to make sure I'm reminded of at the correct time. It's stuff for consideration later on projects. I might start in the future, anything. 
Okay, that all goes in this process, in this uh, system. And once a week, I do a review of everything in there. So what I'm looking at is, of all of the projects I could be doing, so I'm organizing them into sections, folders, files, projects, of all the stuff I could be doing, which is the most important? Now, there's a few ways you can kind of make that decision. Some people say, well, it should be based on what you're most nervous about or uh, what gives you the most anxiety. That's probably the most important. I think that's quite a bit to that, to be honest. Um, I just look at, you know, if I could, you know, what is the biggest, what is the biggest bottleneck I'm facing um, business-wise or personally? So it all comes back to having an overall goal. And if you assume the goal is I want to grow my business or I want to build my online business just to keep it very relevant to this podcast, then what's the bottleneck there? Okay, so maybe it's a marketing bottleneck and a sales bottleneck. Maybe it's a systems bottleneck. Maybe it's a program or a coaching or a client support bottleneck. What's the biggest thing holding the business back right now? And I'm going to pick a project. I'm going to pick something that I, of all the things I could do, I'm going to pick one that focuses and attacks that specific thing until that's no longer the bottleneck. Okay. And I generally use that framework and I'll pick one thing. Okay. Because usually that one thing is a pretty big piece of work, right? So I'll give you an example of something I've just finished doing. I've just finished building out a new uh, version of uh, our pipeline. So our sales pipeline. So from a new lead through to converted sale inside of one of the email, the pieces of software we use, the email software we use called Active Campaign. I've just built all of that out again uh, from scratch and uh, all of the automations and sequences that attach to that. Um, and it's a way better improved version than what we had previously because one of the one of the, the bottlenecks we had was we were having all these inbound leads and inquiries and uh, various programs I wanted to join. And we, they were getting lost in the, in the system sometimes, okay? People weren't being put into the right tray. You know, this person's inquired, but they can't start yet. This person bought faster fat loss, but they don't want to buy the protocol yet and all these sorts of things. Um, so that's all been rebuilt and that's been my number one focus, my number one kind of absolute priority task to focus, focus on every single day for about two and a half weeks because it was a pretty big bit of work. But I always knew every time I went back to the weekly review and I looked back over all these things in a week, I looked over all my projects. I always came back to this decision of, yep, this is still the most important thing. But what's critical here is the, the way that I was able on a daily basis to, in all the white space in my calendar, continue focusing on just that, was I, I still had a handle on everything else I could be doing. Okay, I still could see all the other projects. And every week I'd look over all of them and I'd say, you know what, of all the stuff I could do, the thing that I'm working on at the moment, that is still the absolute priority. And I think that's, it's such a, it sounds so basic, but it's such a powerful um mental state to be in when you know you're confident personally that what you could be doing the other things you could be doing are not as important as the thing you're currently spending your time on because it allows you to point all of your attention at the thing that you are focusing on it allows you to point all of your focus in the right direction so i'll do a weekly review of all of that stuff and on a daily basis um, i'll take the, the the digital in tray my inbox that i filled over the last 24 hours and I'll sort the various things um, that I throw, I've thrown in there into the right project or into the right area so that on a weekly basis um, I'm looking at all of the stuff that, that has, has occurred to me or has someone said, hey, Johnny, can you just do this? Or an email that came in that maybe requires my attention. Um, I'm looking at all of it at, at, at any one time. Um, so that, I suppose like what this is coming from is having filtered views of your landscape. Okay, So you have all this stuff coming through your email, uh, appointments, 
things you need to remember. I think it's important that all of that is somewhere. But when you're making a decision of what to do, I don't think it's really relevant to look at all of that every day. Okay, if you, if you had to wade through all of that every day to pick something to do, then you'd probably end up spending a lot of time managing your system and not actually doing stuff. So on a daily basis, I don't look at all of that. I organize things away and I'll only look at a very narrow filtered view of, of actions that are relevant this week, basically. So something else that OmniFocus does, one of the reasons why it's better than any of the software Yusuf uses, <laughs> is uh, it has a view called a forecast view. Okay, so um, you can set OmniFocus up such that um, if I look at, as I'm recording this, I'm looking at my forecast view today. So I have three items that are due today. And those are things that are truly due today. Um, in other words, if I don't complete them today, there's a consequence to having not completed them. I have a summary of my calendar for the day. So the hard landscape that I was referring to before, things that are absolutely happening at those times. And then I have a list of suggested tasks um, that OmniFocus has um, or that I have basically said in the past, you know, this is and is kind of relevant at this point in the future on this day of the week. Maybe this is something you might want to do. Um, so I look at that list of, of things of as like a, a menu of items that I could pick from. And I'll say, OK, these are the things of everything in this system, of everything that I could possibly do. These are the things that are relevant and available. These are the things I can work on. I'm not waiting for anything for these things. Um, this stuff that is, is important is part of bigger tasks that are due soon, for, perhaps. Um, the bits of client work that need to be done now, systems that need to be changed or updated now, um, things that are, are relevant this week. And I look at all of those things for the day. And at the start of the day, I take out a paper book, a, a notebook, and I write down a physical to-do list. So this is kind of the last interaction, apart from capturing things on a daily basis, this is the last interaction I will have with anything digital to keep me productive throughout the day. And I think, again, it's part of this idea of managing what you look at to manage your attention. Okay, so again, if I, if during the day I was managing my to-do list and I was wading through the, there's probably a thousand things in, in OmniFocus in my like to-do list manager. If I look at just business, I've got one, two, three, about 30 active projects and in each project there's 10 or 20 things and then i have multiple folders so business is just one of about seven folders so there's a lot of things there's a lot of to-dos in omnifocus right if i had to look at that every day as i'm going throughout my day to try and decide what am i doing next it would be it would really weigh me down so looking at it all the time is a bad idea but not having it at all is an even worse idea because if I'm trying to keep all of that stuff, all of the thousands of things that I could do in my head, as I'm trying to just focus on the one thing that I'm doing now, I'm constantly being dragged around all over the place mentally. It's like having a thousand tabs open on your browser and trying to just focus on one tab. Okay. So I have all this stuff in the system, but I don't look at it all the time. I look at different filtered views at different times. So I look at the, all of it on a weekly basis. I look at only the relevant stuff on a daily basis. And then I pick from the relevant list each day and i write down three to five total things one of them is always the main project that i'm doing so i'm doing a different project right now that goes at the top of the list and i circle it and then i have some other stuff that i have to do today um, i write down any appointments or any like admin i need to do and all i focus on okay this is as simple as it gets in the remaining time i have that is not 
calendarized. So appointments uh, in between appointments, in between things that I'm doing, I'll basically give myself a like a dose prescription at the start of the day. So I'll say, okay, I've got two two hours of things blocked off today. The rest of the day is my own. How much can I get done in that time? And I try, this is the skill, okay? So I've got, let's say, um, between nine and 12, grab some lunch at 12. I have two hours of appointments. And then between uh, three and uh, 5.30, 5.30 when I'm going to go train, I have also some time to work as well. How much do I think I can get done in that time? And this is the skill set that's really important of setting that. If you get the the better you get at predicting how long tasks going to get, tasks going to take you, and the more you constantly make it a competition with yourself to do a bit more and a bit more and be a bit faster and a bit more efficient and improve your workflow, the the game of the day is just to cross everything off the list. Okay, so if I'm going to train at five thirty. And I have these kind of positive constraints to my day where I know if I don't train for 5.30, then it knocks the rest of my evening out. Okay, so I train at 5.30. And my challenge for the day is in any order I want, in any kind of uh, routine or rhythm, or I can work in Pomodoros, I can do an hour on, an hour off, doesn't matter. doesn't matter what happens. Okay, it's a free-for-all throughout the day as long as I cross off everything on that list. And that's it. And if something doesn't get done today from that paper list, it goes at the top of tomorrow's paper list. Okay, pretty simple, right? So I have, just to summarize what I've just said, I, ha- I start with the landscape dictated by my calendar. What are the things, what's the white space remaining? How many hours have I got available today? Okay, if I'm going to work for the day, I've got this time that's available. Of all the projects that I have, and I've got a handle on all of them somewhere, there's a list of them, all of them somewhere, I look through and I make sure on a weekly basis that I'm working on the most important one. I only pick one, Okay. I know you may think, well, I should pick 10, but you're, you're still only going to do one at a time. So just pick one at a time. Pick the most important thing that's focused on the bottleneck of your business or your health or your relationships, whatever it is you're focusing on. What is the thing that's holding things back, preventing things from going smoother and faster and more efficiently? Pick one thing that attacks that until that's no longer the bottleneck. Okay. On a daily basis, I then look at a filtered view of the things that are most relevant. So I have things that are due, which are actually due. And the rule is, if there has to be a consequence, if you do not do it on that day. So if something has to be filed, if something has to be paid, if something has to be sent on that day, then it goes down as a, as a due item with a notification. Otherwise it's not, that's not a calendar appointment or it's not a due item. Okay. Otherwise you'll train yourself to ignore them. And I look at an, a list of a possible available things that I could do on that day that I then pick from. So I open up OmniFocus, I look at my forecast view, I empty my inbox, put it into projects, look at my forecast view, pick from the things that are relevant today, pick three to five in total, one of them being the most important thing that I can work on at any one time. And the game I play with myself is I have to have completed all, I have to have physically crossed out with a pen all five things by the end of the day. And the final piece of this is have a reason, have a positive reason to finish work. Okay, so if you could work again as an online coach or someone working digitally, if you could work until 10 p.m., this is Parkinson's law. If you could work until 10 p.m., you probably will work until 10 p.m. Okay, if you allow hours and hours for something to get done, chances are it'll fill that available time. So have something to do in the evening that is interesting, exciting, fun, different, takes you out of the landscape of just sitting on your laptop all day. Okay, so for me, I either train, I go play golf, go for a walk with my girlfriend and my dog, have something on planned in the evenings so that you have to finish at a certain time. Okay, I know if I don't finish and start training by a certain time, I'll not get my training in at all. 
or I'll get my training in late and I'll be late for other stuff. Okay. And that's it basically. Okay. That process, super simple. There's a few kind of key habits in there, like a review process, a capture habit, um, using your calendar properly, using a to-do list manager properly, having all this stuff set up. But at, at the end of the day, I'm working off a bit of paper and crossing things off a list. Okay. So there's kind of two, two schools of thought here. One of them is like, oh, I'll just write a paper to-do list and work off it and not have anything else. And I think what that's missing is completeness. Okay. I think that's missing having a handle on everything, making sure that actually you are doing the most important things. Okay. So you can have all these you can be very reductionist and say, well, it's just all about what I do on a daily basis, but you might not be doing the right things. Okay. And people who uh, work in Pomodoros and are very focused on uh, blocking distractions and all these things, that's great. But if you're not doing the most effective things or you're not working on the most high priority things, because you don't know all the stuff you could be doing, it doesn't mean you're productive. doesn't mean you're effective. In the same way, if all you're doing is kind of working for weeks and months on one thing, yeah, that's effective, but you could be way more productive than that if you just had a few other systems in your life. So it's a balance of um, digital fluency, being able to use these tools quickly and navigate stuff quickly um, and work productively when you are working. But more importantly, it's about knowing of the thousand things I could do today, is this really the best use of my time? Okay, so how much time do I actually have? What appointments do I have throughout today? What What is the stuff that's happening that I can't move? In the hours that I have remaining, how can I work as quickly and effectively on the most important things possible and move big things forward regularly in my business? Okay. That's a 25 minute ramble on productivity. Hopefully, someone somewhere out, out there got use out of this. Um, I'd love to hear what you think either way. Um, we do cover all of this stuff in a lot more detail inside of our business program. We're actually adding as we speak a lot more formal productivity training to it because um, it's all part of the, the same process. Um, and as usual, if you'd like to find out more about that, you can either go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast, or you can drop us an email, uh, go to straight to the front of the queue and uh, send us an email with the subject line propane business podcast with the, uh, and to the email address admin at propinfitness.com. All right. Hope you've enjoyed. Speak to you in the next episode. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.